Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from The Master's Little Miss, written by R. Greco. Book two of R. Greco's six-part Age Play series continues the evolving relationship of a non-lifestyle dom and a sexually adventurous divorcee that started with a serendipitous online chat and a lust-at-first-sight hookup. Fighting their time until they can resolve the issue of living on opposite coasts, John and Kay utilize a variety of modern electronic tools to indulge in long-distance DS games, including an indefinite period of orgasm denial for Kay, which paradoxically proves to be extremely arousing and escalates their sexual enjoyment. Kay's sexual frustration soon motivates her to seduce her bi-curious BFF and then share the lurid details of the experience with her New York-based master. John and Kay's kinky adventure continues in Book 3, The Master's Little Toy. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from The Master's Little Miss. Chapter 1 The little girl sported perfectly symmetrical ponytails, a flouncy loose plaid skirt with a bouncy hem about two inches above her bare knees, one-inch shiny black Mary Janes on her bare feet, a starched white long-sleeve high-necked blouse, and thick round framed glasses perched atop her perfectly thin nose. She had click-a-clicked her heels across my wooden floor so suddenly I hadn't really had time to inspect her entire outfit when she passed. So I was turning her then, holding up the hem of her skirt to reveal her high-cut white cotton panties. As I took my long look at her bottom, I also spied her nipple rise under her blouse, surmising she enjoyed the attention as much as I liked bestowing it upon her. She really was a darling young thing, so seemingly sweet and innocent, but at the same time dressed to thrill, either herself or a witness, and I was going to take my sweet time unleashing punishments that would make her think twice about ever dressing this way again. What I had learned about the pose, patter, and delivering of a spanking is that the devil truly is in the details. If I simply bent this pretty little lass over my bed, pulled up her skirt, yanked down her tight panties, and had at her ass, while it would all be clutched belly thrilling to me and hopefully pussy-flooding fun for her, I wasn't sure the best course of action for either of us here was bearing her alabaster buns so quickly. Sure, there is something to be said for handling a naughty young girl so swiftly, but for both of us, I rationalized the slow, metered tease of tickling her short hem, angling her this way and that, propping her ass up, maybe patting it, then allowing her to stand, maybe readjust, then lie back across again, teasing us both with the when and how much of her skirt I was going to raise up off her, if indeed I was going to raise it off her, was the best approach. All these precise concepts and considerations must be truly reasoned and premeditated, I knew, and as she wiggled there, trying her best to prevent me from flicking her hem as she bent her knees, angled forward, and spun, and giggled, I became even more aroused. We'd be at this game of just when and how I was going to commence her bottom warming for a very long time, I knew. She really was a compliant little thing. Let's face it, one does not dress this way, if one even happens to be sixteen, without realizing one might be tempting fate. This girl, 
whose reflection faced me in the mirror, was no seductress, that's for sure. But she was wise for her years, and knew her fine thick thighs, muscled calves, and wide hips cut an attractive picture. She knew enough that dressing in this kind of an obvious, coyish outfit, for me of all people, would evoke some sort of kinky consequence. And knowing that she knew this made me want to spank her bottom as hard as possible, as much as prolong the time before I began to spank it, to teach her that in fact just because she was darling and dressing to evoke a specific response, I would not give in to her pouts, spin, and bluster as easily as she wanted me to. But God, it did make me want to bear her ass, to blush her cheeks, to bend her far enough, smack her hard enough, and cause her to grow aroused enough that she billowed her thighs while the breeze from my smacks tickled her glistening chestnut-like lips from behind, and she ached with desire for me to tickle my finger in between her legs just for the quickest of seconds. I wanted to make her terribly aroused while I made her ass terribly stingy. I wanted her to moan and clench and kick and arch, but mostly I wanted to give her the spanking we both knew she wanted and had dressed for, and that I was right then contemplating how best to start. It was getting late, not for me exactly, but for John, and if I wanted to get him pictures before he shut his phone off for the night, he had a strict policy about shutting down, as he called it, that I at once found so amusing and foolhardy. I had to do it now. Luckily, the mirror that faced the side of my bed was pretty much floor to ceiling, so I'd be able to get almost all of my outfit in a shot, and I stood and did so, dipping my knees this way and that, lifting the skirt up to expose my cotton-covered V, arching my back so he could see the lay of my breasts under the blouse. Of course, I managed a few from over my shoulder so he could spy my ass in this skirt, and one really good face shot where I dipped my chin ever so slightly, smiled, and let my glasses fall down to the very edge of my nose. The only thing that would have made it better was if I was licking a lollipop. In total, I took six pictures with the trusty iPhone, then texted them over to him, knowing if he wanted to save them, he'd have to go through at least a little trouble emailing them to himself. I sat on the edge of my bed then, spread my thighs, and simply looked down at the very little material of the skirt covering my front, breathing heavy as I watched the upper edges of my milky white thighs quiver under the skirt in anticipation of his call. Dressing like this was hot enough for me. The last thing I needed to do was think about John's reaction when he got the pictures. His surprise and shock, his magnificent cock growing ever harder as he opened each one, it was enough to make me reach down under my skirt and start tickling my spread lips through the tight panties. I don't think there's a hetero girl alive who doesn't get dewy imagining a man growing erect over a picture of her. We might caw and complain about objectification, but show me a chick who doesn't like a little bit of it from the right partner. Every woman I know will model stockings or flash some tit in the right circumstance, not just for some random dude, but in a way that can be just as exciting, but for a guy we know might jerk off to the picture later. I have always been a bit of an exhibitionist, and while I have gained some weight over the years, I tried like all hell to make go away, I still like to show off my legs, which I have been told are pretty fantastic, and my still relatively high bust. I didn't just wear black corsets only because they were slimming, 
dressy skirts because they were professional, or my high boots because they were fashionable. I liked feeling like a girl, dressing like a girl, teasing, flirting, and yes, at times, being objectified like a girl. This was where some feminists I knew, even a few of my close friends, and I differed. I didn't think it robbed a woman of any rights or authority to be admired or even desired for her parts. Maybe it was my southern upbringing. I had lived my early childhood in South Carolina, after all. That to be a woman, one embraced her femininity. That a lady used all at her disposal, not to trap the opposite sex per se, but to be all she could be. Our sexuality, I felt, was just as important as our intellect. In fact, for me, the two weren't separated. Certainly neither was to be mocked or submerged. This might have been why, when I was really out there among the bi and gay women of Northern California, I had made such a big splash, or why Paul had fallen so hard for what he often called my old-fashioned ways. I simply prided myself on being a girl. Playing dress-up then for John was just an extension of my less-than-subtle streak of showing off and my ache to please a man with my feminine wiles. That those wiles could be played at, teased, taunted, and tickled, with me acting younger, evidence of my transformation, at times to being John's little girl, made me crazier still. At the very least, I hoped my flashing my covered puss at the guy would give him wood. You really are a naughty little girl, was a text I received maybe all of ten minutes after I sent the pictures. With one hand, I texted John back while strumming my hand across my tight panty front. I had the skirt pulled up to expose myself fully to the mirror, up on tiptoes in my shoes, my magnificent thick calf muscles taut, and my white thighs spread wide as wetness seeped through my undies. Spank me in my tight white undies? A whole new way of getting off. Texting is more the rage with my younger acquaintances than it is with me. My niece was a master of it at thirteen. Still, in this instance, I liked the teasing nature of not speaking to John, at least for the moment. I pushed the tip of my index finger into the spongy trampoline covering my vag and nearly came instantly as I got up on my clit. I was determined to hold it, no matter how spunky the front of my panties got, no matter how hot I was getting staring down at myself or spying that terribly sexy little girl in the mirror rolled up on the edge of my bed. Skirt up, you bent over, and panties pulled down just enough to expose your bottom. I couldn't even type a text back. My cunt was so hot. I flattened the heel of my left hand into the ridge of my pubis and began to hump the air. I came instantly. I came, Daddy. I managed to type back as that blistering fast orgasm passed me. Did I say that was allowed? I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. We both know that's not true. I lie on my belly then. I couldn't stand to look at my spread legs in the mirror any longer without wanting to reach for my dildo. I was hoping a little shift in my position, a little attention of looking at myself, might calm me. But when I laid on my crotch and looked over my shoulder to spy my ass under the pleats in the mirror, I was at it again, spreading my legs and pissing my hips into my bed. My text chimed. You really can't control that thing, can you? No, Daddy, 
I managed as I moaned and shifted my hips. Whatever am I going to do? John replied, his answers taking too much time between my replies for my taste. Probably all of ten seconds only, but I was a girl on fire here. I couldn't tell if this was simply the way John texted. I really didn't know him that well yet to know if he was normally a slow texter, or if he was deliberately teasing me, taking what seemed like minutes to return my texts. God knew I was right up on replying each time. Anything you want, Daddy? I furiously flew the tips of my fingers far and fast across my phone's front. I was all but about to come again, pushing myself into the bed. Ready to come again, aren't you? He responded a full minute later. I timed him. Pretty goddamn close, I replied, somehow keeping from coming as I held the phone there, typed and ached for John to give me one little sentence reply that would put me over. Describe your position to me. Another minute for that text. Lying on my stomach on the bed, legs spread, ass circling, watching it in the mirror. Like the way you look? This questioned reply took three minutes. What the fuck was he doing? I was going out of my mind. Might he be jerking off, picturing me, scrolling up my pictures, watching TV? My ass looks so naughty under the skirt, I managed, and felt just a slight relief of the very shallowest of orgasm escape me as I pushed all the way into the bed. Pull panties off and down from under the skirt, was his reply, thankfully thirty seconds later. I put the cell on my pillow and did as John asked, then got back into position. I stared at my ass again, managing to scoot a little bit of the skirt higher so I could expose the side of my cheek to the mirror. Done, I typed and sent. Expose just a little of your ass, he replied. Not more than thirty seconds. We seemed in a good rhythm now. He couldn't have known I already had, so I did pull the bottom of the skirt up even more. Shit, my ass did look good. I opened my thighs and brought my heels almost to my ass so I could get the full effect. I shuddered a shallow orgasm again. Done, I typed when I realized I hadn't yet to his last text. Good night, John texted immediately. Daddy! Daddy! I cried and sent with flying fingers. Night, John repeated, and I waited, 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 and then realized this was all he was going to give me for the night. Should I call him? I asked myself. Should I lift my skirt all the way up, spank my own ass and come as hard as I was dying to? Should I send even nastier pics? Should I just realize the session was over, get up, take a shower, and not touch myself? We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from The Master's Little Miss. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.